0: and welcome to Head, Shoulders, Knees and Pod. This is a very special episode where we have Janet Smith, who was the Artistic Director of the Scottish Dance Theatre and Principal of Northern School of Contemporary Dance. She had nurtured and inspired a lot of dance artists of our generation and we are honoured to have her here. Janet and I chatted during the first lockdown in the UK about her experiences in dance and the future of the arts. I hope you enjoyed our conversation
1: well first of all Janet thank you thank you for um, letting us interview you um, yeah it's such a pleasure thank you and um, and first of all I just want to say thank you um, for everything that you've done for us at Northern and in in other stages of your career in um, yeah I just want to say thank you uh, first of all, I want to take you back to a trip back to memory lane um, and ask you, what's your earliest memory of dance? Uh, I've got a strong
2: one, actually, probably not my earliest, but uh, mm-hmm. it was um, it was going to school and I had made a dance to show at school and uh, I had made my mum help me <laughs> to make a uh, um, I needed to step out of a, a, a rose that I imagined and I made my mum help me make this thing that I envisaged and I was complaining to her because it was raining and it was it was made of crepe paper and it wasn't good. It wasn't, I imagined. So it was a terrible memory. <laughs> but, so you're um, already a perfectionist. Yeah, terrible. And uh, she doesn't remember. She didn't remember it afterwards when I apologised as an adult, which is great. But um, I remember I, I had created... Uh, a dance that was based out of a musical box which played, uh, belonged to my my grandmother and it played Brahms' Lullaby, so.
1: Oh, that sounds lovely. So is there, so obviously this is a a work that you made uh, when you're little. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Is there a specific work maybe from other people or um, a performance even that stuck with you throughout your career?
2: Different performances at different times. Um, I think um, I loved when I saw Pina Bausch's Rite of Spring. I loved those women dancing and how strong and uh, free and uh, powerful they were. I saw them at a festival dancing in the earth, uh, you know, in in earth soil. I loved that um, and stayed with me for a long time. Um, But there are others. Uh, there was a piece by Wim van der Cabus. Um, it's something, translates something like um, the, the Bringers of Bad News. Portier Les Portiers de Nouvelles. And I saw it at the place and uh, I gasped at one point when I saw it because it was so uh, physical and uh, uh, really exciting, like that in the moment dangerous. The dancers built gradually. Uh, they took the floor apart um, through it and built between it blocks that went up to the ceiling, somebody spark climbed up it, and then the whole thing fell over and I literally <laughs> wanted to stand up and gasp and the dancer was left hanging from the ceiling um, and uh and it was the sense of uh, risk right the way through and the commitment of the dancers that everything was yeah just the, the, it was so dangerous what they were doing. It was so committed what they were doing, um, and it was, I found it very exciting. D- but different song of the earth, you know, different more classical neoclassical uh, pieces, uh, quite quite different pieces at different times. Yeah.
1: Right. How how did those works inform you in your in your own career or in your own works? Um, it's
2: hard to know or say. Uh, i've never thought that i made good work um but i but i've always been uh i, I think things that touch me that uh inspire me that uh, sometimes uh it's been because of the relationship to music sometimes it's been because of the concept and the uh the the rigor in in pursuit of that often that actually um the clarity uh um you know just seeing works with with uh integrity that are genuinely searching for something I think right. yeah. I've seen yeah. it in student work I've seen it in young work you see it in flashes all the time yeah
1: mm. yeah well speak of young um well you you spend you spend some time um working as a dancer as a dance like someone who creates dance, uh, c- c- known as a choreographer, I couldn't get my words out, but um, and as an artistic director for Scottish dance and later more in education. So if you can go back in time to, to earlier days in your career where you started uh, devoting more and more time in dance, would you, or what would you do differently? Um,
2: it, it's funny. I don't think, I think everything that I did, uh, was because of the time that I was in, I always just was nosing my way to try to be, uh, stay close to dance, be involved in it, follow something I felt really passionate about. And, uh, you know, when I was, when I was first had this thing that I knew, always knew, I wanted to dance. There were there were much fewer options uh, for me than there are now. So I think I just I just tried to follow and stay close to what I loved. Um, perhaps you know I went I went into higher education for a little while um, at, at, at Breton Hall um, in in Yorkshire. I found it a really a tough time because it uh, for, for many reasons um, uh, but it was a bit of a stepping away and I thought have I done this to be safe because I feel at a point in my life where I want certainty and security and I, I did it for almost four years and then um, st- you know I was ready to step away and I was going to step back into freelancing which I did um, briefly, but always alongside uh, Janet Smith & Dancers. Um, and, uh, and and at that point I, I got the job at, at, at Scottish Dance Theatre and I, I thought if, if um, I found it a tough time, uh, and I developed a little thing, a little mantra for myself, which was don't tread on my passion. <laughs> I can do it. I can manage anything. Just don't tread on something I feel passionate about. But, but actually, when I, when I look back, I learned a lot, um, you know through through that process so I, I'm not a kind of regrets person I think you do what you do you're just feeling your way always I've always felt yeah
1: yeah absolutely and like you said you're passionate about dance and dance is an art form what what excites you about dance um well I think I w- I think I just always
2: felt myself it's a strange thing to say at this point, I'm 69 this summer, but I've always felt myself innately to be a dancer. Um, uh, And that it's uh, the experiencing, experiencing the world in a certain way, I suppose, um, that I discovered quite early. Um, And, uh, and therefore, um, just recognising that in me. And I think probably my work with um, with Scottish Dance Theatre was about bringing young artists into the company and helping and f- helping them to um, mature and to become um, you know I mean fantastic artists they <clears throat> they already already were but basically helping them to fulfil their potential and uh, in doing that um, carry forward the work of the company and at the same time uh, helping to support other, uh, knowing how how challenging it is to make work, especially in an environment where you're getting to know dancers and all of that, to sort of try to be beside the choreographers and support them in the way that I would like to have been supported. Uh, and similarly, when I when I um, came back to to work with um, the Northern School of Contemporary Dance, taking my understanding about you know what I would have what I would have loved to have. For me, at the time when I was uh, first learning, you know, what, what could be in place to help people to get to the, the challenging, you know, the challenging world that they're going to go into, but the support you would want people to have. So I think somehow um, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what, it, you know, what dance was for me and then how to help people in the way that I would have loved to have been helped. That's a funny thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, You kind of mentioned uh, something that I want to ask next, actually, Um, because you spend a fair amount of time um, being in education and uh, educating young dancers and young artists. And you often, a lot of people describe you as a visionary um, for the community that you're working with and a, a nurturer. Um, which is very true, in my opinion. Um, what what motivates you or inspires you to do to do more work in that area? Um, it's an interesting one. I think, I think, I think
2: that that thing of knowing knowing what it is to do something that you love and that you're passionate about. And I, I always was from very from an early age, knowing that I wanted to do this thing. Um, but then I think it is about knowing how hard it is and knowing uh, something about the way and the way to help people. There's this huge satisfaction in seeing, uh, in helping people, in serving, basically. I take huge satisfaction in that, in helping um, young people and fellow artists and, and artists at different points in their lives now um, to, to 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 do it, I feel as though um, contributing to strengthening our community, which is a uh, you know sometimes feels frail and disparate and uh, you know just anything that we can do to help and support each other. Because not a lot of people get the odds, you know, sometimes you, you recognize that we're all in a bubble together, using a word of yeah. the moment. And uh, that we need to support each other in this bubble. And I, I remember as well, you know, when I was in London and uh, working in the dance bubble, I suppose, back then, and it was a small community and sometimes people would say to me, oh, I'm surprised to see you, you at this performance. And I would think, oh, what does that mean? I don't belong to the taste or the style of it, so I shouldn't be wanting it or liking it. Or, um, and I used to find that strange and alienating and feel like, guys, we just need all to be, we're small enough anyway. We need to root for each other and uh, support each other in this. Um, and I think I've become aware that um, poverty, and I think there's always been poverty in our sector, is a divisive thing. Um, And that sometimes in order to, uh, you know, something I used to notice when I was in London back in the project funded days, there was sometimes I felt the feeling of, oh, if somebody doesn't get funding, that's good because there's more funding for me or for, you know, people needing to Uh, In this in this world of poverty to um, fight for your corner hold your position um, You know, what are your unique selling points in this marketplace and I I always was vaguely offended by that and tried to Didn't like it if I felt it in myself and uh, so haven't wanted it and I've known that um, to be contributing to helping uh, Students go out into that world and wanting to help them change that world um, so it is a it's a completely inclusive community. So that we're there, um, holding the holding the way, the door open, if you like, and helping others along the way that might find it more difficult, whether because they've got disability, uh, you know, because they're they're underrepresented. Represented. We, we absolutely can and should um, do this in the arts, and the, somehow that's that's what dance can do. It feels. Be inclusive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: and there's certainly still a lot of work for us as dance artists for us to do to reach for um, um, to give dance to a wider audience. Um, yeah, and recently there's a article, there's a survey that came out uh, done by the uh, Sunday Times, saying artists are the most well top 10 and artist is the top most essential job actually um uh, yeah so and also in the current political climate there are a lot of big cutbacks in funding for the arts around the world as well um so what do you think us as artists can do to provide a fresh perspective on uh, what do you wish to see more of in the arts and towards the public?
2: This is a really interesting thing. I think a lot of times in my in my career i've struggled with that um, thing of knowing that you're you're as an artist you're not part of mainstream life you're part of uh, you know a small kind of um, sub sector that is uh, somehow the position of the arts is that um you know I, I in certainly in our country i felt it's there as part of something that could be part of social services almost <laughs> uh you know some aspect of do-gooding if you like around it but but really um not understood and appreciated as uh, in other cultures and i've taken great um, solace and great inspiration from for example going to Indonesia at one point uh, and watching um, the uh, traditional dance forms um, celebrating the sort of moon cycles and telling the story of the Ramayana uh, and the whole village getting involved in all aspects of the of the art and the fact that there's sometimes one word that describes the art being music uh, art visual art and dance and that it's uh, it's seen as high culture it's seen as um uh, a really important uh, a signifier of of uh, of what's important in society and um i, I yeah i feel as though it, it's it's difficult in 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 the west it's difficult in um, in our society but but it, it's so important um it, it feels to me as though uh you know an un- understanding of of values understanding of um the uh you know that we to express uh, to be in touch with how you feel and find ways to express this and to put this into the world is a is a communion is a communication it's a connection to others uh, it's a way of talking about um uh, our our world and our lives to each other and making sense of the world individually and together. And uh, when we look when we look back on cultures, um, you know, I remember performing in in Rome outdoors in in venues that um, uh, kind of beautiful uh, architectural venues that harking back to to um, Renaissance. Uh, you know, just sitting in the middle, dancing in the middle of uh, these wonderful uh, squares and and uh, and venues, and thinking, you know, the culture here is all around me. And uh, we's, we're this is work of Rosemary Butcher's, a, a, a choreographer who's kind of speaking uh, uh, about space and the connectivity uh, across time. Uh, you know, just realizing and understanding how important uh, what we're doing is, and I think all, all we can do ever um, is to continue to uh, do and understand what's important um, to us and not do it for small reasons, um, but um, uh, with significance and um, and I, I'm really proud of uh, some of the work i've seen. Our students do at the school and coming out of the school uh, because that I feel as though they are seeking to make connection for their work to speak in in it, search for its audience inside of different communities to be specific about their work and uh, uh, where it speaks and who it speaks to and to find their audience and I think um, you know we mustn't take ourselves too seriously but we need to know that what we're doing is serious business art is serious business and it and it really matters it's it's not about the marketplace it's not about uh you know the the uh, the world the you know the, i suppose the buying and selling capitalist world you live in at the moment but it's really it's a, it's really to do with the feeling and meaning and uh humanity um, and the things that bind us together and I think you know now more than ever we need the arts and I've noticed that in lockdown um, you know news programs that I listen to on the radio for example things I search for they're always reaching to the arts they're showing me they're bringing me poetry they're bringing me s- something that will sustain me um, visual art uh, and dance as well so I, th- I think there's a lot of rubbish that's talked about <laughs> in that country. And I, I think just just keep steering towards the thing that you care about um, and make, make yeah, make dance of significance to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And dance, uh, for myself at least, um, it's a lot about connecting people together and understanding each other, finding ways to at least um but with um the current situation like the virus or um brexit it's getting there's more and more barriers to connecting dancers whether within the uk or within europe or around the world it's getting harder and harder to connect to each other um do you think um what do you think we can do to combat this or to have a way around this?
2: I think we're at an interesting time at the moment. It feels as though uh, the the virus, uh, particularly, let's put Brexit aside for the minute, but the the virus and managing it has led us to, uh, you know, to connect with each other in different ways. And I think... uh, as we've been doing that, obviously we've not been travelling around the world. The skies have started to clear up. The birds are singing, <laughs> and I, I feel as though that one of the things that we've learned is maybe we don't need to dash around the world so much. Uh, one of the things that we we've been grappling with is how can we address climate change, which is huge. I think the hottest day in the in in history ever has just been recorded in the um, part of Siberia that is. It's an unbelievable temperature, you know. Um, and and we, we can't go back. Uh, we need to go forwards from this. But one of the, the, um, my greatest experiences in this time was to join a, uh, a Zoom meeting uh, that connected uh, CLAW fellows and uh, interested uh, artists from, and people from uh, across the world. there were about 99 of us on this meeting and i was listening to artists uh, from africa talking about their experience now in pandemic and people from uh, somebody from hong kong uh, talking about working with an orchestra over there Uh, and i was and i i was really excited by what we can do uh, to support each other and to connect together and to learn from each other across the world without traveling at the same time we you know there'll never be anything to replace the live physical experience of um, performance, and I'm dying to get back into the theater and uh, to or, or you know to in whatever kind of setting to experience that um, but uh, you know art is uh, we're creative, artists are ingenious, um, and I think it's um, pushed us into exploring what we can do in confined spaces, what we can do with the camera. Um, and I've certainly seen work that makes me think, actually, this is the, this is a, you know, it's about finding the form um, that um, the, the shape of the work is, is working, uh, is adapting to the shape of the way, the means, the medium in which I can express something. Um, and so I feel as though that there's there is there is creation and invention going on that is connecting artists across the world. Uh, you know, one of the first things that we needed to do was to figure out how to dance in lockdown, and you know, sure enough, uh, I've been able to see dancers in New York. Uh, you know, ballet dancers in. Um, Netherlands, you know, in, in the Paris Opera Ballet, students all over the world, it, people sharing this experience of, you know, you know what, we can do this thing, this is a crazy world, this is a crazy thing, but we can do this thing, and in doing it, as you say, we, we can still connect with each other. Um, you know, it, it's not as we would want it to be, but actually, if, if for example, to, uh, to manage climate change, we need to travel less, and dance differently, um, Mm -hmm. then we can do, we can do this. So I think we'll find a blended mixture of different ways forwards. um, And we'll be able to perhaps express things and uh, talk to each other in ways that more intimately, um, like I've seen dance in people's bedrooms that I've never seen before, that's an intimate experience. (laughs) I think there would be, I think these things don't frighten me. it's more frightening if we don't if we don't change um because we've got some huge problems i think climate change is at least is bigger than this pandemic
1: absolutely yeah dance is definitely a way to connect us together like, in this crazy world and take online classes and to see how people across the world does classes and what they offer and it's such a good way to to learn from each other, although it's through a screen, but um, yeah, it's, it's lovely.
2: I agree. Uh, I think you talk about dance more because of it, you know, let's, let's just do it and more thinking, talking about it as well. And why not? Uh, and also uh, certainly in terms of, for example, at the school, we we talked about recording classes so that students could go back to them, but we never got to do it because we were always just teaching and doing it. And actually now students can return to classes uh, and go back through the material and have that there as a resource. So I think there are, uh, there's a lot we can take from this, definitely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, now that you left Northern School of Contemporary Dance, um, what's the next step for you?
2: I don't know. Obviously the step I might have imagined isn't happening at the minute because uh I wanted to uh just take time to visit to partly to revisit friends in Scotland and to, to travel and see I've met and know artist friends who live in different places. Uh, but obviously that's that's not going to happen right now and maybe it never will, or maybe it'll happen in a different way. But um I uh I wanted to. I want. I'd like to have time to uh, to read, to uh, listen to music, to dream, to think, to have conversations, to uh, to garden, um, to not be to be free, to be playful, to not have responsibility for other people for a while, Um, and um, yeah, playtime. I think was what I was thinking about a lot. I think as well, there are, there are lots of things, you know, I would like to get involved in and maybe uh, I'm not sure what that is, uh, you know, causes, things that I care about. Um, Right now I've literally, literally stopped delivering to the school last week. So this last weekend was the first one. And uh, I had a moment of just going, Oh, I'm going to read a bit of this book and then a bit of this book, <laughs> and then I'm going to go for a walk, and then what would I like to do? Just uh, play time and uh, reflective time and social time. So uh, I, I'm not sure uh, when I feel urgency to do other mm-hmm. things right now. I'm very, I very much want to live in the moment for a while. Um, yeah. Then I, I know I want to be of service, uh, but there's all sorts of different ways that I can do that and I want to take my time
1: mm-hmm. yeah to just be a human for now yes quite yes um yeah last but not least do you have any advice or words for young artists out there who might want to make work or just want to create stuff
2: yeah, I mean, I th- I think um, I think don't be put off by the sensible world that tells you you can't or it's not important. Uh, if you feel uh, passionate about something and you, f- you feel that you've got a voice, something that you want to say, develop, do, just follow it. Follow your passion. Follow what excites you in life. Because in in doing, I think we're all seeking for. Happiness, whatever that is, <laughs> fulfillment, um, and even to change the world. But actually, if you're if you're doing the thing that you love doing and you're investing in it, and I think with something like dance, it brings you into community communion with with others. Automatically, it's a it, it's a, it takes you to a, a place of sharing. Um, I I would just say do it, um, and and um, Uh, you know, that that there's many different ways that you can find uh, fulfillment. I think do it, do it with the, do it, do it with love (laughs) and not necessarily expectation. Um, But I would want to just encourage people. It it actually, the act of, of expressing something and working it out is working yourself out. You know, it, it is very much about your, your own um, mind and, and kind of oneness with yourself as well as with others. And that's the, the deepest satisfaction in it, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great advice. I'm going to take note <laughs> and go back to creation. Thank you, Janet. It's been a pleasure and an honour to speak to you. Pleasure. And... Lovely to
0: talk to you. Lovely. Thank you for listening to this episode of head shoulders knees and pod to stay tuned for new episodes follow and review our podcast on your preferred streaming platform don't forget to check out our website at hsk-pod.com for more information and ways you can support us as a podcast